Welcome to True Spirituality Network. We are focused on spreading the gospel of God's love across the world. The Bible says, There is no fear in love, and perfect love casts out every fear. As you feed on God's love for you, allow His love to cast out every fear, worry, and anxiety. God loves you. Ready for your patience. I mean, that was <laughs> it has never happened in the in the past how many months now, and we thank God. So I was trying to use my other device, it wasn't working, and you know, in your church as well, you guys experience technic technical difficulties. So don't come for me, it happens everywhere. And <laughs> okay, Father, we thank you. So it's gonna be an awesome time, and I I I I'm so glad our guest actually understands that yeah, anybody can face technical um technical issues. And all right, um, so I'm gonna bring up our guest. Um, she's all the way from Canada here, and um, I'm gonna possibly let her tell us more about herself when I bring her up. And it's gonna be an awesome ride. I I strongly guarantee you guys. So in three, in two, in one, we have. Blah. Hi, Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you doing? How are you I'm doing? True Spirituality Network. <laughs> They are doing great. Somebody already texted me. You are still off air on mixed air now. So thank God I even noticed it before we started because <laughs> it will have been another story entirely. But I'm so glad and thank you for your patience as well. And no worries. Yeah, it, it's nice to it's nice to have you here. Is it because you're gonna teach on the love of God? Is that why you have love at your back? <laughs> this is one of my backgrounds in my creative space. So I'm like, hey, oh, how appropriate. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. That, that's that's really that's really awesome. Okay, and all right, so it's gonna be an awesome ride. And but before we start, before I leave the the platform for you, we, we want to get to meet you. We want to get to know you apart from just your name and just the videos we see on social media. Just tell us anything you want us to know about you in, in about one two minutes, and then let's get to meet the Tolu Adi behind the manifesto. Sure, uh, me as a person. Um, so I think usually people define themselves by what they do, but I try not to do that. But anyways, I do work full time in addition to still figuring out where God wants to take me when it comes to ministry, but definitely know I have a call in ministry. Um, I'm a creative at heart. So I'm one of those people where I can juggle different things at the same time. I love planning events. Um, I'm actually from a, a quite big family. My mom has four, five girls, including myself. So wow. um, it's- No boys? No, see, such a Nigerian. Let me tell them to come and adopt me. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, well, unfortunately, she's passed now. I say fortunately oh. because she's in a much better place than here. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that's why I say fortunately for somebody that's yeah. saved, obviously. Yeah, that's um, right. yeah, so, you know, I work in product development, so essentially people that just make sure whatever it is that we're putting out into the markets caters to the needs of the customer. So that's what I do in my full-time day job. And in my part-time job, uh, I, so I guess I would say ministry. I do a little bit of sewing on the side, um, a lot of young adulty stuff, and also still figuring out manifest stuff. So on my slides, I actually have a 
whole thing. So I'll probably talk a little bit more about that as it pertains to, I guess, my journey in young adult ministry. Oh, nice. That's that's really really nice. Really, how do you shuffle all of these things? Because I I know we are in a we are in a world whereby personally for me, twenty four hours is not enough for me. Honestly, I I I've been telling God to give me more than twenty four hours, but He's not been answering my prayer. And but how do you how do you balance yeah all of those things at the same time? Yeah. I don't know about 24 hours is not enough. I think God obviously knew 24 hours is just right. Um, that's how I made it like that. So for myself, I guess I wouldn't call it balance. I just try to focus on what's important in this season. You know, especially for somebody like myself that I'm into a lot of things. Like I, yeah, <laughs> I'm interested in quite a lot of things, right? So it gets really confusing and um, overwhelming sometimes. So I just sometimes just take a step back when I get in that stage and just say, you know what, God, what should I be focused on in this time? So now I literally don't even have to really maybe pray about it or overthink it. It's just something that I just kind of know in my spirit. So I just focus on what's important for this season. And I'm just, um, you know, just sensitive to know what I should be focusing my energy and my attention on. And there are some times where there's something I want to focus on in a season, but I don't have the motivation or the drive for it. Other than just kind of sit on there, I just honestly just move on to what's what I guess I feel creatively drawn to right now. Um, obviously with ministry, that's, you can't do that, right? So with ministry, that's a different story. I, I just, I recognize ministry is not by my strength or my power. Yeah. Yeah. I literally 100% rely on the Holy Spirit, so. Amen. Amen. That, that's, that's really nice, really, really nice. And we really wanna appreciate you for doing this with us, for coming around to come and bless us with the gospel and i know it's gonna be an awesome ride i have my hopes i am ready to learn i'm ready to get blessed and so i'm just gonna i'm gonna leave this place for now and i'm gonna leave just you and then for the next 30 to 40 minutes i know it's gonna be an awesome ride is that okay yes fantastic all right so the next the next time you will see me will be in 40 minutes (laughs) okay so i guess i'll just go by the timer on there so let's use the timer thank you so much once again and so true spirituality let's get ready to get blessed amen hallelujah uh thank you so much everybody for inviting me and for true spirituality network for the great work you guys are doing you know, um, Akini Mikai is just a firecracker, just going, going at it. And I just thank God for the grace that he's given to you. So uh, just a little bit about myself um, as it comes to ministry, to, for you to just be able to relate with me so we can just start my slides now. But you also be able to relate with me. I'm a fellow young adult like yourself. <laughs> um, so don't see this like guest minister, like... <laughs> No, I'm a fellow young adult, just like yourself. And one thing I forgot to talk about was like, I do do some fashion styling, how to incorporate bold colors in your looks. This is one of my looks from like Instagram reels and stuff like that. Um, I I want to believe as myself, God has made me, made me to be a creator, somebody, sorry, a connector, well, creator and also connector. We're all creators because we're made in the image and likeness of God. But I'm naturally, or and I'm naturally a connector. I'm one of those people that will know about something and I just want to tell everybody or I'm one of those people that people, I've found people generally reach out to me like, oh, Tolu, I'm looking for da-da-da. And I always know somebody that has da-da-da or I know somebody that knows somebody. So I really thank God for that because I know I feel like that's like a grace for, that's important for ministry. 
Um, I've been hearing since I was a bit younger <laughs> that I was a natural leader. I guess I didn't start to realize that until probably my early young adult years. Um, so um, besides that, I'm also just like you, just figuring it out as I go by the help of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, I just want us to, from that, take that we're all just on this journey when it comes to Christianity, when it comes to unveiling the love of God. And we learn every day, right? So journey so far, I started out, I guess, leadership or ministry in young adults ministry when I had gone to New York for school and I didn't have enough money to pay for it and then came back. I had to come back to Canada. Um, actually, I got a job there, but then got laid out, laid off or got fired or whatever after three months because I was timid, they said. So that really shook me a little bit. So I had to just come back home, like to Canada, to figure things out. So of course, obviously, after coming back, um, I was called to lead the young adults ministry of half of these people I didn't even know. I was going to the church before, but then by the time I came back, the church had really changed because it was in a college town, like where people go, just come and go to school. And it was just really challenging, but, you know, thank God for his grace. And I, I, I really do, do believe God, you know, started to groom me from then. Made a lot of mistakes, still making a lot of mistakes, but there's grace. And I moved on to still do young adult ministry in my local church. Um, I also served with RCCG as in Canada, so Young Adults and Singles Ministry Canada on like a leadership level, just, you know, engaging young adults, getting young adults to get engaged and get excited about the things of God. And then the vision for Manifest of Honesty just came in 2017 of December. Um, and I felt, not December, maybe early 2017, that God was telling me, hey, you know, you need to start a ministry to help young adults and young adults leaders build and uh, build and cultivate an engaging young adults ministry. Because I knew from, you know, myself, because when I first was thrown into it, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And there were no resources, no help, like nobody to lead you or direct you. So I felt like God was calling me to that, but I was just like, who, me? just like as I was when I got this invitation for this conference for from Akimi and I was just like, yeah, it can't be me. Like, it's not me that God is talking about. But you know what? Thank God for his grace. You just kind of wait patiently until you're ready or until he kind of pushes you gently or lovingly into it. So that's kind of how Manifest Up came about. It's still growing. I'm still looking forward to what God is going to do with it. So we'll see. So what's next? I don't know. <laughs> so just ride the wave as I go along. So that's a little bit about me when it comes to ministry. So now we're just really just going to launch into it. I'm one of those people that just like to just launch right into it. So let's just go right into it. But first, I just want to say, God, we just thank you for this time together. Thank you for the opportunity to just get closer to you, to unveil this fantastic and beautiful love that we don't even think we can be done unveiling it until the day that we see you and we're really going to get it in our hearts. And we just pray and ask for understanding, not, not just in our heads, but in our hearts, that we we'll really truly understand in our spirit, man, what it means to unveil the love of God and how to get about it and you know, walking in that process of unveiling the love of God every day of every day of our lives. We just thank you for just loving us first and giving us the opportunity to love you back. We don't always do our best and we're sorry for that, but we know that you're always there just lovingly, compassionately. And we just thank you for that. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. 
Okay, so let's just get right into it. Unveiling the love of God. Next slide, please. Um, so yeah, when Akimika told me about this, I was just like, oh, this is after I had my back and forth <laughs> with the Holy Spirit. It's like, yeah, no, it can never be like me, guest minister. And then, you know, I remember the Holy Spirit asking me, so you're going to say, because I decided in my mind, I'm just going to say no. <laughs> and then the Holy Spirit, this gentle voice was like, have you even prayed about this? So I was like, oh, okay, fine. I went, I knew I was going to pray about it ish, but I guess out of fear and doubt, I was like, oh God, I'm not ready. Like, I don't, don't want to do this. Like, you know, just doing Instagram reels. It took a while to do that. Right. Before I even started praying, he was like, you know, he asked me uh, a question like, oh, it, why not you? And just, you know, challenge that fear and doubts that I have. And I just really love that about the Father. That's one of his ways of loving us, like challenging the fear and doubts that we have believed or we have allowed society to believe or allow, we've allowed ourselves, our youth to be despised. So, you know, that's kind of how I just kind of came about, I guess, aligning myself with this vision. So we thank God for that. So let's just go right into it. So what's love got to do with it? You know, we're unveiling the love of God. Next slide. What's like, what's love got to do with it? It's like, I don't know if you guys know that song. What's love got to do? Okay. okay yeah. So um, if you really think about it, why does unveiling his love matter to us? Like if you're on StreamYard, um, I want you to just put in the comment section, like what are some thoughts that's coming to your mind? Uh, what's love has to do with it? Why do, why do you think unveiling the love of God matters? Um, why are we even looking at this? Like, yeah, we know the Holy Spirit said, you know, for, you know, let our came to start it, right? But why why do you think it matters? What's so important about it, right? I'm just going to move along, but I'll be reading your comments if you're on StreamYard, so I'll read it out when we eventually get to it, okay? All right, so What's love had to do with it? Why does it matter? Because love is where it all began. So I don't know if you can see that. Love is all. It, love is where it all began. So if, um, you know, you're on Mixler, I believe it is. You're not able to see the slides. Um, I will send that to. I'll give the downloaded version to Akim, and then he can always send it out via email if you wanted to just, um, you know, have reference to it. So I'm fine doing that. So I have a cyclic diagram here. You know. We all know this this um, this verse of the scripture, like we learned it early in Sunday school, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. You know, I always used to hear something about um, when when you know preachers would preach and they would say Jesus Christ is in every verse of the scriptures, and I tell you. I used to hear that and I'm just like, sometimes I read some scriptures, I don't get it. It's like, I don't see it. But, you know, now after, I feel like, you know, understanding the, the whole dynamic or still understanding the dynamic of the love of God, I feel like I see it now. It jumps out of the scripture. I really love the introduction of, you know, like while we're waiting to come online where it says, you know, the love of God is un unconditional because you didn't do anything to earn it. So you can't do anything to unearn it. And I know a lot of times we've been taught that, you know, um, this is kind of like a segue, uh, by the way, but we've been taught that like, oh, yeah, if, we, if you sin, you know, 
you you can't make it to heaven, <laughs> right? But the goal is not about sin or not, because that was Old Testament. The goal is eternal life. And eternal life, we're going to talk a little bit more about that, right? So all that qualifies you to get to heaven, to get closer to Jesus, is literally for whosoever believes in him. <laughs> the bottom part there will not perish because perishing is for those that do not connect with what he's done by believing in him and accepting him. So this is where it all began. Love is all where it all began for him, John 3, 16. So I'm going to bring this back a little bit later on. I'm a teacher naturally, so I'm not a preacher. So if you're used to like, you know, the preaching mode, I I'm sorry, but not sorry, because I believe like as teachers, that's my fivefold ministry gift. I'm a teacher. Um, so I like to just kind of lay it line upon line, precept upon precept for you to, to get it. So you're just like, I got that. Right. And also to challenge you and encourage you to go back and be like the Berean Christian in First Thessalonians that go back and search the scriptures to see if what that teacher, what that preacher said was true. So What's love got to do with it? Because it all began with him. Alrighty, so now let's move right into it. Our scripture of the day, or our scripture of this conference is Ephesians 3, 17 to 19. So I have this from the New King James Version. That's the version I'll be using for the most part. Um, we'll probably use the Amplified one time. So Ephesians 3, 17 to 19. You know, the scripture really um, ministers differently to my heart because when I was, I was a new Christian, when I first gave my life to Christ in 2010, there was this scripture, there's Colossians 1, 9, I believe. And there was another one, I think in Ephesians 1, or Colossians 3, I, uh, clearly I'm forgetting, um, that I remember my pastor would always, like those three, it would say, you know, pray those every morning, pray those every morning. And I didn't really get it, but as a new Christian, you just follow and obey, right? Because you're still drinking milk from people that are well experienced. And you know, this scripture is just, it's, it's such a powerful prayer that Paul was praying. And now I, I get it because Paul is saying like, yo, this is the only way you're going to make it or you're going to have a fulfilling Christian journey for Christ to dwell in you. So verse 17, the Bible says, um, it starts from verse 16 where, you know, I'm just going to look over here and read from my scriptures. I pray that he, which is God. So from verse 15 or 14, you know, Paul says for for this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. And I pray that he may grant you according to the richness of his glory to be strengthened with power in your inner inner being through his spirit. So in your inner man, in your spirit man. And then it continues in verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your heart richly. So Paul, you know, was one of those people that was just so rugged, right? But when he came to Christ, he just... He, he, I don't know, as many people that are Yoruba here, like he just, he caught the fire and he just ran with it, right? And, you know, I really believe that he wanted us as believers to also catch that fire, you know, because a lot of times we, we catch it at salvation and we're just kind of like, mm. right? So Ephesians 3, um, 17 to 19, so that Christ may dwell in your heart richly. So you see, I colored it, I used different colors to color it. We're going to just really break down that scripture, <laughs> That's what we're going to do in this session, because I really want you to understand what it means, because until understanding begins, not here, but here, you cannot be inspired or motivated to act. So if you remember the first, um, the previous um, 
scripture, the previous image that I showed you that says, for God so loved the world, like he loved the world, like I'm putting my hands on my heart here, but like he loved the world. He so loved the world so much. So, so that qualifies like th that understanding of his love and that pushed him into action that he gave, you know, so when you understand something, nobody has to drag you around to say, hey, come and serve God or oh, give your tithe or oh, um, preach the gospel or oh, tell people about your testimony. Mm -mm. Like when Christ dwells, when you understand what he's saying, you will just be acting. You won't even like you'll be second nature, even first nature to you. Okay, so th that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you, me, all of us, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend, to understand, uh, be able to just get it, you know, with all the saints. So all the believers, not comprehend with all the everybody else, with all the world, because sometimes we want to be woke. We want to be, we want to know what Twitter and Nigeria is saying, like. It's with all the saints. What are the saints understanding? Because they're understanding by the spirit of God. What the width, the length and depth and height. So I really saw this verse 18 as I was reading. It was like, yo, this is the unveiling of like the love of God right there in 18. And you can see it was it's four dimensional. It, but even with it being four dimensional, it's like it doesn't end. You know, the, the width, the length. So I don't think we're ever unveil it fully in this definitely not in our time on earth definitely not and i even think even when we get to heaven we will still be seeing the different dimensions of him right verse 19 to know the love of christ which passes knowledge i really love that verse because i'm like okay i thought i already know it but you're saying another version says it surpasses he extends beyond knowledge so you're like wait i know but then like the love, I know that love of Christ, but then it extends beyond what I know. Like that's just out of this world. Um, that you, that me, that all of us may be filled with all the fullness of God. Okay, so let's move on. Um, I want us to also read it in, in the Amplified. I'm not actually going to read this all for us, but I want you to go back and read the Amplified version. It's very loaded. And thank God for, um, you know, technology. We can always look at the different versions on our Bible app or even just Google online, Ephesians 3, 17 to 19, Amplified. And voila, you have it. Okay, so four major areas I want us to look at there in this scripture. The first one is Christ, so that Christ may dwell in our hearts. That is verse 17. And then the next one is that so that we're rooted and firmly established in love. And then the third one is so we can comprehend with all the saints. Again, that's like the unveiling and then filled with all the fullness of God. So we're actually going to come back to the comprehend towards the end. Alrighty. So now that we are on our way, thank God for that. Um, so I want us to start. So like I said, I'm a teacher. I'm just going to take it bit by bit and really break it down for you and get you thinking about, okay, what is this really saying? And then at the end, we're going to bring it all together, right? Um, to see, okay, what is my responsibility in this unveiling the love of God, right? Okay, so next one now, that Christ may dwell in your heart. That Christ may dwell in your heart. That's like a really big one. So I, under, I underlined dwell there because when you say dwell, when you say, oh, I'm going to my dwelling place, what does that mean? You know, it means usually I'm going to my home. Like home is where the heart is. You hear this, this, um, um, is it like a, those inspirational quotes or whatever, 
right? Um, to make yourself at home. You know, when people visit your house, you tell them, you know, you know, feel free, make yourself at home, but you don't really mean it though, because you don't expect them to be going to your bedroom, opening every door, opening every cupboard, eating your food anyhow. Like, no. But when it comes to Christ, it's literally Christ. Do, when you're saying for when you're saying that Christ may dwell in your heart, do you know what that means? Like, because a lot of times we read stuff, you know how like there's some words you use every day and you think you just know it. But then I was thinking about this, I was like, Holy Spirit dwell. And the first thing that came to mind was that make yourself at home. And the question I asked myself is, is Christ at, at home in my in my life, in me? Like, is Christ at home? Like, is it fully at home? When you say something to make yourself, which is like, <laughs> you know, God will go and like uproot those. You know those like traumas you've buried in the past that you don't want to deal with or that person that maybe you you just don't want to deal with because you know what let's just move on like we move he's gonna go and uproot it because he has to fix that foundation so that you know what who is making you out to be who is forming and molding you to be does not crumble one day because there's something faulty in your foundation so that is what it means. Like God, he's really going to go. Christ is really going to go and not mind his business. He's not going to, right? And then I really love, um, I, I was kind of like thinking through it again. Like I, you know, the scripture says Christ is our Lord and Savior. But a lot of times at salvation, not even a lot of times, at salvation, we just take Christ as Savior because then he's saving us. We connect with what he's done. He died for us. Oh, thank you, Jesus, save me. But you know, the unfortunate thing is a lot of Christians, that's why they remain babies for years. They stay as Christ as savior. That is why you have now it's sad, but we can, we have to say stuff like, you know, um, Christian, Christian, <laughs> you say somebody is, oh yeah, they're Christian, but there are some Christian, Christian, which is like the Christian Christians are supposed to be those ones that Christ is Lord and savior. Right. So, um, you know, that's that's like the second phase of salvation where Christ is not only your savior, but he's also your Lord. And then let's look at through faith. So when you hear through, like, what does that mean? Like I passed through that hallway. I, I walked through him. I walked through the wall. Please don't do that. Um, you know, through is like by the way of, it's a channel, right? So faith literally gives God access to dwell. So if you actually think about it, you know, in uh, John 3, 16, it said, whosoever believes in him must not perish. So like, that's like the access. That's what you need to connect to what he's done, faith. But then it doesn't stop there. The second phase, like I call it, of salvation, where being saved is, again, like you didn't just have faith when you give your life to Christ and then say, you know what, done, I'm done. No, no, no. Like you continue to have faith, like literally every day. It just doesn't end because that's when you can ask. Because somebody can be dwelling, Christ can be dwelling in your heart yesterday, but you can kick him out tomorrow, <laughs> right? Okay, so now let's move on to the remaining parts of that verse 17. Being, root, being rooted and grounded in love. The remaining part of the 17, being rooted and grounded in love. What does that mean when you say you are rooted, you're anchored? Like when you hear a tree, like when trees are rooted, you, somebody just didn't just come and like push it and then it like falls over. Like, no, like it's like, no, you're not going anywhere. And then when you hear grounded, you know, when you hear, oh, my, my flight was grounded. It means this flight is not going anywhere. Not, at least not tonight. Right, we are firmly based, is what like um, 
what do you call it? Um, like the dictionary calls it. And then as I was just thinking through it, like I really love the Holy Spirit because he he knows how to kind of like interject with like the 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 slangs or the sayings that we understand, like that whole we die here. Like <laughs> I am fully persuaded, I am fully convinced, like this is where we're going to like this is it you know like where nobody can come to you and tell you jesus is not real like are you serious like no like there's just not even a point for me to argue with you because you can tell me oh you know one of my co-workers was telling me like oh he actually thinks it's very ignorant and to to just believe what you don't see like to just you know take this whole christianity thing and it's just very ignorant to not see what's other things out there that you can actually tangibly see and feel. And I'm just like, I just know what's me. I know. And I just hope God will help you to, you know, know what's me. I know. And then you will see, right. Cause there's just no need to argue. All right. So now moving on to, we're going to skip verse 18 because we said we're going to come back to that because that's literally truly the unveiling. We know we have to unveil the love of God, but how is where we're going to get to today. All right. So let's continue on then to verse 19. So it's saying, you know, after you've done all of that so that you can know the width, the length, the, the height and the depth of the, of the love of God, so that you can know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. And I'm like, okay, why is there two knowledges or two knowings in this one same phrase? What does that mean? You know, the Holy Spirit is just like, you know, no, you can know something, but not know something. So the first know is like, you know that, like you know, the love of Christ, of love of Christ at salvation. That's why you said, "Oh Jesus, take me. I I suck. Like look at me, I'm so filthy. You know, thank you for dying for me. Like you knew His love. Then it was like the initial love, right? But then you didn't really know the love out of experience, which is the second love, right? Like you didn't. Sorry, the first love was knowing Him from experience, and then the second one which is the initial knowledge, the brain knowledge, like, oh, I read about him in a book, like Jesus died for us, like, oh, okay, right? That that initial knowing of like, you know, when you say God loves you, but then the second knowing is like, you know, in your spirit, that's what makes you to be fully persuaded, to be fully, to be firmly planted, to be grounded, because you're just like, this God loves me. That's what makes you not to throw away your salvation or throw away your your confidence when you're going through hard times. Because, you know, I hear a lot of people say, oh, you know, some Christians, they went through a hard time. Maybe my dad died and then I stopped going to church, which that's not really a mark of Christianity. But anyways, or my dad died or my parents, I prayed and God didn't answer me. So, you know, I stopped following God. But if that person knew that the verse, it looks like they only knew the second knowledge, which is the initial knowledge. And that's one of the dangers of not growing because you're just going to sit there in perpetual, like, um, in perpetual standstill, right? So, you know, people that, you know, maybe leave their faith, they they haven't like known the love of God, like this, the first knowing that passes the knowledge that they do know. All right. So now we've broken that down. We need to know God in our spirit by experience, by way of relating with him every day, you know how he speaks. So it's not going to come and say something and you're just, or maybe the devil will whisper something that's close to the scriptures, like by way of like experience, you've, you've experienced him, you know how he sounds like by his scriptures, you know what he will say and what he would not say. Okay. So now let's just move on to the next um segment or the next part of verse 19. So like for those that may be just joining us, we're just really just breaking down Ephesians 3 
um, 17 to 19 for you to really understand what is it really saying? Because a lot of times we read the scriptures and we just mostly on through it, right? But we really need to understand. And that's why it's written in our own language where, or in English, at least that we can understand. So we thank God for that. So now verse 19, um, the remainder of it says, so you can know the knowledge that surpasses knowledge. So that, so again, you're seeing all of these are like, they're like building blocks. So this has to happen so that this can happen, so that that can happen, so that that can happen. So this is why it's really important for me to really break it down for you and to really expand it for you so you can see, yo, you know, I, I keep saying, oh, I want to know you. I want to see your face. I want to know you, God. But like you haven't done the foundation or you don't understand the foundation. You don't even understand how to know him, how to be filled with all the fullness of God, how to unveil his love or continue to unveil his love. So you need to start from like the foundational. So we're going to get there to the house. Okay. All right. So verse 19. So that's again, another layer. You may be filled with all the fullness of God. Like imagine, you know, when you actually go read the scripture, a really good book for you to read, to understand this whole love thing, this whole my Christian life, what's that supposed to look like then is the normal Christian life, the normal Christian life by um, watch my knee, normal Christian life. So I came out, I came please can put it in the, in the, in the chat box, the normal Christian life by watch my knee. Like it would really help you to understand what do you, what are you supposed to be doing with this, your life, <laughs> this new life that you have gotten. You will also understand the, the the process of like how him dying for us, like how it has to do with us. Like how do we connect with it and things like that, right? Okay, so now let's just go to this. The result of the unveiling of the love of God is really being filled with all the fullness of God. This is the goal. Heaven is not the goal. Heaven is part of the package, right? Because a lot of times, and from someone that has lived their life based on, oh, I'm just doing this so we can go to heaven. You miss it because then you're not, your motivation is not right, right? Like it's not because our motivation is supposed to be love. He loved us so that we can love him back. Why should we love him back so that we can have eternal life, which is literally God himself, God dwelling. Like now God knows that he's not going anywhere. You're not going to call him tomorrow and say, please come and be going, move out, right? Like God, like where your life is completely and 100% filled with God. So if you want to know what that looks like, it's literally Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, which is Tolu, the old Tolu before 2010. Who is that? She's dead. She went down. She died with Christ. It is no longer I, because when she not, when Jesus came back up, it is no longer Tolu who lives, but Christ who lives in me, because now I have a new life by the new, new covenant that God Jesus has secured for me when he came to die for me, out of his love for me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. So even though you're saying this, my body is my physical body. This is not my real face. This, this is just not me here, right? I live by faith. Remember again, we talk in the, um, the dwelling was through faith in verse 17. Like everything just comes full circle, right? The life I now live is I live in by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This, this is really just the, 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 the summary of the fullness, being filled with the fullness of God, where it's just like, you know, oh, Tolu, can you go out tomorrow? Mm, I don't know. Is this because this is not Tolu that's living? I need to ask Jesus. Like the life I live is by Jesus. Amen. Alrighty. So we have gone through all of that. We have seen how, okay, this is what 
we are looking at. So then how do, what does this have to do with me, Tolu? What does this have to do with all of these things we're talking about? Unveiling the love of Christ. How like how does it connect? So remember the initial um image I showed you, which is the inside one here. You know, John 3 16, I said, you know, this is where it all be that's where it all began for him, which is God. And then how do we fit in the picture? So you see Christ literally at in in this verse. For God so loved the world, the love that you knew at salvation. So the outer circle, see that as us. That's 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 our circle, how we fit, and that's him in us, right? Okay, so then he gave. So he he loved the world so much, he was motivated to give his only begotten son, right? And then so we received Christ, right? So remember, he didn't say, Oh, for Christ to come into your heart. Because at that point, you know, like Christ is already in your heart. You he gave you a gift, you received him. But then now he has to dwell and just take off his shoes and just sit on the couch and just relax. Okay, so then that whosoever believes in him, what is that? Through faith, right? We connect through faith. All right, so that we'll not perish but have eternal life. What is that eternal life? Being filled with all the fullness of God. That is God's goal. Like if you see from John 3, 16, it's for me to have eternal life. From Ephesians 3, 17 to 19, it's for me to be like the final goal is for me to be um, filled with all the fullness of God, which is the unveiling of it. Because you really like just get him. You get his love for you. You understand all of these things. So now you're thinking totally, you know what? This is all great. I now understand it. But then now what? right? How then can Christ dwell in my heart through faith? Because if you see from Ephesians 3, 17, that's where it started from. It started from, so that Christ may dwell. I pray that Christ will dwell in your heart through faith so that something happens. So if I'm praying, okay, Christ dwell in my heart through faith, what does that look like? How then? Next slide, please. How can Christ dwell in my heart through faith? Because that is really where it all began for me. That is really what I need to be doing, what I guess my responsibility is. In every situation, there is God's sovereignty and there is human responsibility. Like we still have to be responsible. So I know a lot of times when I, some of my older spiritual leaders, when I say, you know, Jesus paid it all. I don't have to do anything to earn his love. Like it's not what I do. I don't do that. I will not get me into heaven. They get scared. Like, hey, you want to now start to go and be living anyhow. But it's like, no. It's because of that that I actually want to live my life for Christ, that I'm inspired and I'm motivated to live my life for him because you're just like, yo, are you telling me I don't have to pay anything? Like I don't have to do anything. You know what? This this is too good to be true. But out of that, like I just want to follow you. So three things here as I was kind of preparing is the first one is what is God saying? So let's look at Jeremiah 31, 3. We can project that if we have that for us, Jer Jeremiah 31, 3. You know, the, the, the long and short of it is just, I have loved you with an everlasting love. This is God talking. So when I say God is saying, you want to look at um, what is God saying about his love for you? You know, like what, what is, what is he really saying about his love for you? What does he mean? Um, you know, since, you know, your entry was at the point of love, what has God said about his love for you? You know, he's saying, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hebrews 13, 5. Like, it's literally like, you know, when you feel like you haven't, oh, God is so far away. But if he's telling you, I will never leave you. So really, he's not far away. You moved. 
So then all you just got to do is just come back and just say, you know what, God, I feel like, although I feel like you're far away right now, but I know you are not because you told me you would never leave me. You're like, yeah, as close to me as my skin is to me, literally. Well, you're inside me. So I, I'm literally carrying you around. He's saying you that you are my beloved. Like I am his beloved. Tolu is God's beloved. He says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, Jeremiah 1.5. Like God, like God knows, like, even what I don't know about myself right now, God knows, right? So that is what you want to find out. So that's your work. Like, go go find out, like, you know, just go to your concordance or at the back of your Bible. Find, Look for love and write all the scriptures. Read everything that God is saying about his love for you. So that way, when you're looking for love, you know what to measure it against, not what the world is telling you, right? It's what God, like, love is patience. First Corinthians, is it 4.13? Um, love is patient. Love is kind. Like, what does love look like? That That's how God relates with us. So number two, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, which is number two, Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, which is, you know, God talks. I'm going to actually go a little bit more into that in the next slide. So let's skip that for a little bit. And then number three is what are, what are you hearing? So faith comes by hearing. So, you know, it says I have to allow Christ to dwell in me through faith. But then how do I get faith? How do I increase my faith? I have to hear and hear the word of God, right? So what are you feeding yourself? Which leads into the next thing. What are you hearing? You know, what are you hearing? Psalm 62 verse 11. Let me just read it quickly. It says, God has spoken and twice have I heard. Um, strength belongs to God, right? So what are you hearing? You know, the, the parts... Um, that says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So there, you see, it says two hearing there. So the first hearing is when you're hearing yourself read the word of God. You know, a lot of times we're reading the word of God. I really love to listen to the audio Bible because I can ponder, like somebody's reading it out to me and I can ponder and like, hmm, oh, wow, I, I never, I didn't know that was in the scriptures. You know, and then the second part hearing is hearing when God speaks through you. So First Corinthians 2. Um, 9 to 10. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 10 says, this scripture, I really love it too. I love too many scriptures. <laughs> 1 Corinthians 2, 9 to 10 says, um, let me just kind of read. I don't want to forget anything. So I'm going to just read it out here for us. And we can also project it on the screen. Um, you know, I really love the scriptures because when I'm feeling really low and really down and really confused and really overwhelmed, this is where I go to. You know, the scripture says it has, it is written, what no eye has seen. So what, let me actually, yeah, what no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and what no human mind can conceive, as conceived, like the mind cannot think of it, the things God has prepared for those who love me. So um, what eyes have not um, seen, ears has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, what God, God has prepared for you. Like that is his love for you. Like he's, he has the plans, man. Like just follow him. He, he, He's the plug, right? He's the real connector. He will like hook you up, right? But you just need to follow him and figure out what is he saying and it's in the scriptures, right? And then the second hearing, these are the things God has revealed to us by spirit. If you continue that whole um, chapter, it talks about only the spirit of a man or a spirit of a person or spirit of God knows what that person is thinking. So if you want to know what God is thinking, up with the Holy Spirit. That is why it's really important for you to just pray in the Holy Spirit to not only strengthen your faith, but to also 
get ideas of what God is saying in this season. Like when I'm confused, because I don't have the words to pray, Romans 8 tells us that when we don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit makes intercessions for us and groanings that cannot be altered. The Holy Spirit is literally just saying what God has said or what God is saying about you. He's repeating God's words back to him. That's what happens when you pray in the Holy Spirit. Like repeating God's word back to him. So, you know, you hear when you read the word of God and then you hear when God speaks through, to you through his spirit. But you need to read the word first so you can know, you know, when God speaks to you. Or sometimes like you think it's the Holy Spirit speaking, like, but it's the devil trying to like come and harass you. But when you've read the word of God, you know what to kind of check it with because you got to test all spirits. Okay, so. Um, that's where we're at. So three things to just kind of go back. What is God saying? Faith comes by hearing and hearing alone. So, you know, God is saying something, but then you need to hear it, right? You need to hear from him through his spirit, and then you need to hear from him through his word. And then the next thing is like, what are you hearing? Like, what are you listening to? What are you feeding yourself with? What are you like, what, 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 like, what are you listening to? Who or what informs your ideals? Who or what informs your values is those little things like the little foxes that we think, oh, it's not a big deal. It's a big deal, like huge, mega, huge, big deal. Okay, so we've done three things now. So we've broken down Ephesians 3, 17 to 19. I'm just kind of wrapping up now. And then we moved into what does that have to do with us? We see it that it connects with, again, the the where it all started. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gives a little begotten song that whosoever believes in him through faith, where we allow Christ to dwell in us, there it is, um, shall not perish but have everlasting life. So you see the start there where I put our motivation. That is really where, because, you know, God was motivated by his love. That's why he died for us. That's where it began for us. We knew God's love at salvation. But then we want to, we, 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 we want him to dwell in, in us. So remember when you first got saved, you were so motivated. You were so excited. This was the love of your life. Everything else didn't matter. That guy that has been trying to toast you or that girl that you've been chasing, forget them. Like, you know, God, like, I, I just love you. I love you, Jesus. Like, you're just so excited about him. Like, it made you spend countless hours with him. And then slowly it just kind of dwindled until the Holy Spirit has to shake you again with some, like, you know, um, challenge. And you're just, like, back to, like, the prayer spot, right? Your motivation literally, again, same thing as it goes for him, is love motivated him to give himself for us. His love for us now should also motivate us to allow him to dwell and just say like, yo, you love me this much? Please just come and hang around me. You know, I was talking to him about three days ago and then, or two days ago, he would mention something about, you know, when somebody loves you so much, you want to be around them all the time right? So God, like he loves us so much. He just wants to be around us all the time. So the same should go for us, which is our response to him. But it needs to start with, or it's already started with us. It, con it started with him. It continues with us. So that other part there where Christ is dwelling in our hearts through faith is kind of like the unveiling. It's a process. It's a continuous process of unveiling. That's where we begin to know the depth of the love of God, the height of it, the, the width of it, because you just don't know the depth and that's it. Mm -mm. You you continue to see different dimensions of him. And then the goal, the final, final goal is that eternal life, to be filled with all the fullness of God, where you can be like Paul and say, you know, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer Tolu who lives. Tolu who is that? I, the life I now live in the flesh is 
through the Son of God that gave him by faith, through the Son of God that gave his life for me. You know, and that's just really what it's all about, guys. That That's really what it's all about. So I want you to just have this picture in your mind to just know, like, just start. Like, for me, I'm honestly where I'm just like, make it simple for me. Like, all of these, oh, five steps to knowing God. No, like, just give me where do I need to start from? Because this is what I truly believe. The gospel is simple. Christ will not die for us. He's done all that. He's done the heavy lifting. You just need to do, like, the simple part, which is, how do I allow Christ to dwell in me? Which is that other three that we said. It really just goes back to his word. You know, what is God saying through the scriptures? What is God saying through his Holy Spirit? Start from there. And then everything else just begins to line up. And before you know it, the crazy you that used to be crazy before, it's like, calm down. It's chilling. You know, I just pray that the Holy Spirit will just continually expand this word in our hearts. And I just really thank God for this opportunity and just pray that, again, he will continue to make us and form us and mold us into who he has called us to be. Thank you so much, True Spirituality Network. It's been an amazing time with you. And thank you so much for the opportunity and the honor. Okay, so it's been an awesome time, actually. I was really, really getting blessed behind the scene. And <laughs> you have a great sense of humor. And so I was actually using the... I was trying to, I was expecting people to laugh, but we can't see people's uh, face. And yeah, yeah but I, I mean, personally, it's been an awesome time. And, Thank you God. know, you, you didn't allow us to read Ephesians chapter 3, verse 19, amplified, but I will read it. So I'll just display No, that's right. your work. Go back and read it. Like, when <laughs> I read it, I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's really awesome. So I, I decided to display verse 19, amplified. It says, mm -hmm. and that you may come to know practically through mm -hmm. personal experience mm -hmm. the love of christ which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience that you may be filled throughout your being to hold the fullness of god so that you may know the riches or the richest experience of god's presence in your life completely filled and flooded with god um sometimes they go somebody asks me you always feel the love of god so when we fully understand it now we understand it what should we do next you can't fully understand it but it's that in fact efficiently says it surpasses knowledge it's a process it's not a point so and that's what people need to understand something like that somebody reached out to me i was like you know how do you want to tell somebody and, and i know you mentioned it somebody who just lost his house who the old house he was serving god and then he asked god bond how do you want to tell the person god loves him i'm thinking if you tell me for a start you want to give me the qualification of the person the reason why the person's house should not burn because he was serving god so you are still doing more of his love for god so do you want me to tell him God doesn't love you anymore because he has God burnt? You know what I mean, right? So our situation is not the determining factor of the love because he loved us even before we got born again. Wow. So whether you have the job or you don't have, exactly. Whether you have the job or you don't have the job is not what determines, oh, I have the job, he loves me. I love my job, he doesn't love me. No, it can't be. You are, you are that living by sight, not living by faith. And then the just must live by faith. And you know, one of the important things you said actually that I, I think stood out for me is the fact that at times you won't feel this love. And I, I think that's very important for us to like that. The love you're talking about is not the one you feel in the moment. And then maybe it, uh, uh, God loves me now. I feel it now. And maybe when you wake up tomorrow and you don't feel it, you feel like, oh my God, 
Why are you far from no, no, no. His love for us can never change. I, I said I was going to ask you this question. Um, you spoke about the fact that, and which is very important. Not everybody knows this part, by the way. Um, our future is taken care of in Christ. We are not striving to go to heaven. I'm trying my best. Lord, let me make it. No, 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 no. When we receive eternal life, we receive all the package. So the love of God took care of our future. That's how I always like to put it. So our future is secured in Christ. Mm -hmm. And when our bridegroom appears, when he comes back for us, he's coming for us. He's coming for the church. He's coming for the bride. Mm -hmm. So we are not trying to go to heaven. He gave us heaven when we received him. We accepted him. We accepted heaven. It was the total package. Mm -hmm. And so but so that means the Lord God took care of our future. Mm -hmm. And then I, I want you to talk about right now actively, which part of life, or how does the love of God actively influences my life or influence my life? You know, for example, it took care of my past. You mentioned it. You said the life you live is no longer your own because you've been crucified with Christ. Mm -hmm. So my past no longer exists. Because when I look back right now, as you see Christ and they hold me dead, I'm not trying to be, to die. I've been crucified. I'm not trying to be crucified. So it took care of my past. It took care of my future. But how about now, while I'm still on the earth, from now till when Jesus will appear, um, how does it influence, how does it affect what I do? How does how, how do I practically bring it into my day-to-day -day life? Do, do you mm -hmm. do you want to say anything yeah. about that? Yeah, sure. Um, I And that's actually a really good question because, you know, some people can take the whole, I don't need to do anything extra to go to heaven, then I can just leave as I want. <laughs> Like, no, like, it's really literally Galatians 2.20. You know, the life I now live is in Christ. So it's literally Christ is the one directing every point of your life. And for you to know what he wants you to do at every point in time or where you need to be going or where you should not be going is literally by his word and also spending time with you. Just the way you and I are talking right now, right? Like, you get to know him by experience. Like, you get to know that, okay, I can trust him the last time he said this and then, that's kind of how it happened. So you, you just don't even think, oh, do I need to trust him? Do I not need to trust him? You get like by experience. So that's why it's really important. Like our daily interactions with God, or I know sometimes as young adults, and I've been there, I am there sometimes where it's like, oh crap, I haven't prayed today. I just, <laughs> I just went, or I haven't prayed all weekend. I remember before it used to be like, I'll feel so much guilt. And that would not extend it by another like three days. Where I'm just like, oh, I don't know if to go back to God. Like, the minute you realize you're like out of focus, just go to your father. Amen. I just go to him and just like, okay, God. And I really just learned to, like, if you see the way I pray, I pray like <laughs> I'm talking to him right Amen. now. Because, Amen. like, I, I really want it to just be as natural as possible. I don't want to feel like it's a chore for me to do that. Yeah. So, that engagement with God, knowing his word, um, you know, just worshiping him. And a lot of times, like, praying in the spirit. You know, there's a lot, there are things that you don't know right now that praying in the spirit is doing for your future or going yeah. into your future, going into the present right now and just making waves for you Amen. that things are happening in the spirit, right? So it's just also those those things of you getting to know God more. That's living Knowing God more. Any way you can know God more, pursue after it. Because then... The life I used to live before would not matter anymore. I remember like when I first gave my life to Christ and, you know, one of the things my pastor was saying to, said to me was like, oh, like some friends you can't, because, yo, we, we used to go clubbing. Like, <laughs> I went clubbing the night before my organic chemistry exam. I don't even know how I got wow. to eat, 
But the Lord is good. Like we used to it hit is the, the love of God. It's the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> we used to hit the club. We used to do those things. But then wow. when you actually, because I, I struggle with it because my pastor's like, well, you can't keep some friends anymore. And I'm like, am I not saying I'm better than people because I give my life to Christ? But you know, the more I started just spending time with God, yeah. I didn't really need to maybe do anything. Like maybe just friends just kind of faded away, the ones I didn't need to be hanging out with. Or the desire to do some things I used to do before was just not there anymore because our heart is like a compartment, right? It can never be void. Remember where, like, um, in that parable, God said that Jesus was saying, you know, when you chase out a demon from a place, you can't leave the place empty because if it comes back in like a few months and it says that it's empty, it's gonna bring demons way worse than him to occupy it. So we're not a vacuum. Something has to be in our heart, right? So when before it used to be love of the world, that's what we've always known. That is why, again, this daily walk, the normal Christian life, you got to read that book. You know, this daily walking with God is like, it's sweeping out all those things and then filling it now with the love of God, filling it now with the desire for God, where you just, when you have a love for somebody, you don't want to hurt them. You don't want to do things that. You know they don't like. You don't want to do things that's just not something. The principles, you just want to follow their principles, not out of chore, because a lot of times that's where we start from. We start from the list of things must not or must do. And then you find out, again, being there, done that. You find out you do those for the longest time, and you're just exhausted. Like, ah, what yeah. is this Christian life? like? Yeah. Yeah. Right? So it all starts from, again, just focus on loving God. Any way, anything you want to do to love him, if it starts with yours could be you're at five minutes right now spending time with him, stick with that. Or yours could be like, you know what? Whenever maybe he randomly pops in your mind, you know, I know like we're not supposed to, he's not supposed to randomly pop because that's where he dwells. But then when things just happen, like the little things, like sometimes like, especially during Christmas, I'm going to the mall, I need to go buy something. I just want to get something quick. I'm not trying to do all this Christmas shopping, but there's no parking. And I was like, God, like Holy Spirit, please find me a spot. Something as ridiculous as that. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, bringing the Holy yeah. Spirit into your everyday. Yeah. And then when I find that spot really close to the door, I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, amen. Yeah, I agree. Right? So just yeah. little things like that act not like it, it just shows that you're acknowledging the love of God. Like I'm not a very I think I'm a great driver, but sometimes I can be very too much in a rush. And how many accidents has God saved me from? Like I just remembered one yesterday now. I knew I wasn't going to make that light, but I sure wanted to make it. But a guy was coming turning left. And the guy, like I I hesitated and then I stopped and then he also was about to go. So thank God he just stopped and I just went through. It was already red. And then after I crossed that, like the Holy Spirit, like just whisper, I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Thank yeah. you so much for saving yeah. me from that. Right. So just yeah. a little things like that, acknowledging yeah. God in your daily activities, it goes a long way. Man, that, that that's, that's really awesome. Exactly. And you know, that's what God wants as well. Um, Second Corinthians 13, 14 says the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that came, so grace came through Jesus because God loves us, the love mm -hmm. of God. The only essence is so that we can fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You know, imagine if Adam did not fall, if there was no fall of man, what God really wanted is fellowship, relationship. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, when Jesus came, he came to give us something better than what Adam had. He didn't bring us back to the garden. He brought us to the right hand of the Father. Mm -hmm. So what God really wants is fellowship, relationship. And just like you said, you won't know it unconsciously. 
your default starts with this bank. Oh God, I'm sorry. Oh God, help me. God, let this happen. And then that's what God wants. He wants to be a part of our day. He mm-hmm. wants to be a part of our life. And finally, one, one, one simple thing you said, which is very powerful, is that our heart needs to be filled with something. And, you know, I always like to put it this way. There's a vacuum in our heart that needs to be filled with the love of God. If the love of God doesn't fill that heart, anxiety, worry, <laughs> love of the world, other things will fill it. So this is why we need to actively, actively get to, into a place where we practice the consciousness of his love for us. And this was what John did in the scripture. John always called himself the disciples whom Jesus loved. No. He doesn't call himself. He doesn't call himself John, even though he said it last time. He still, he will still remind himself again. Hey, and me, the one who Jesus loved, and me, the one whom Jesus loved. And because we have to come to that point where we actively remind ourselves, most especially when we don't feel it, because mm-hmm. it's not all the time you will feel it. Most especially mm-hmm. when you just experience a an unfavorable situation and mm-hmm. this, that's the best time they won't say you see and you say god loves you mm-hmm. you know i always share this personal experience when i was back in nigeria in 2016 i applied for direct entry to university of ibada and then they didn't take me they said i know book too much <laughs> that, that's a joke and then i always tell people this and then that particular day i got information that oh they, they chose the people they wanted to choose and then i didn't get any email i can never forget i had a whisper that said you always claim god loves you if he really loves you how come they rejected you? In fact, that statement was rejection. You know, what it is for them not to give you admission, but when you want to hear, when they want to tempt you, want to attack your faith, wants to, it just said, how come they rejected you? And then mm-hmm. what I said in my spirit, it just came from my spirit automatically, is that the fact that you, I didn't give me admission is the proof that God has better plans for me and it loves mm-hmm. me so much. In fact, that was the end. That was the end of that. And thank God, University of Ibadan didn't give me the admission because this is the reason why I'm in Canada today. <laughs> because if they had given me, I wouldn't, this this, this opportunity wouldn't come up. So mm-hmm. but at times we don't see beyond what is happening right now, but God loves us so much. He can use everything you're going through right now, all mm-hmm. for your good, because that's what the scripture says. All things, your disappointment, the breakup, mm-hmm. the heartbreak, mm-hmm. they are all working for your good. Mm-hmm. So don't redefine yourself. You are not your past. You are not your mistake. You are not your situation. You are the beloved of God. And begin to mm-hmm. see yourself in that light. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you so much. You actually uh, said something, sorry. I just wanted to kind of um, buttress the point. You said something about, you know, when the devil told you, oh, like you said, God loves you. Why were you rejected? Your spirit, man responded right and that's why it's really important again to fill your heart (laughs) your spirit man with the things god is saying about you because you know there's sometimes where um i i remember uh, like just this last summer when my mom died right and Mm. i feel like that was like and i really actually even now like i look back i'm like oh god thank you because i feel like that was kind of like a really huge turning point or like a uh, not maybe not turning point like an elevation in my walk with God. I couldn't pray like I was just my 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 uh, what you call it? my mental health was just I was just down. I couldn't pray. I couldn't do. I was just like numb. Wow. But like I knew my spirit was working. <laughs> like I don't know how to explain it. Like I knew, and I'm just like yo, people that don't have Christ, no wonder they go crazy when like. Yeah. You yeah. have mental health issues, like when you know something, uh, you know, challenges their mental health because we all have mental health, right? So just like we get physically sick, we can get mentally sick too. It's not like oh my gosh, that's like a bad thing, right? It's part of how God has made us. So it's just like my spirit just took over, 
I knew, like I just knew that's what was happening because I just, I was just there. I was just really there. So it's really important that like what you're feeding your spirit right now is not for right now. It yeah, could, it's yeah. for like maybe the past is for the future. Like some of the prayers you're yeah. praying right now. I remember then first, you know, as a new Christian, some of the prayers would be praying. I'm like, I'm not going through these things now. Just pray. So yeah, whenever yeah. you pray, just pray because you're like loading your spirit, man. Right. So it's yeah. really important. Like, cause then when, you know, it says being filled with all the fullness of God so that when life pushes at you, the only yeah. thing that comes out is God. Yeah. Amen. That is the goal. Amen. That, that's that's really awesome. Thank you so much. Father, we thank you. It's It's been an awesome time. We thank you because this is your will for us to come into the understanding of, of the length, the breadth, the width, and the height of your love for us. Amen. We know we can't completely unveil this thing, but as long as we are alive, we will try our best to study, to talk about it, to sing about it, to unveil it as much as we can. Amen. We give you all the praise, Father. And Lord, we thank you for Tolu. We thank you for what you're doing in our life. We thank you for the plans you have for us. We thank you for True Spirituality Network. And we know, Lord, you amplify our voices to Amen. spread this gospel of God's love across the world. In the name of Jesus. For everybody listening right now, who is going to one situation or the other, Holy Spirit, you will comfort them Amen. and you make them understand you love them. You will bring out beauty from that situation Amen. and all the glory will be yours alone. In Jesus' Amen. mighty name, I be prayed. Amen. 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 Thank you so much once again, Tony. It's been an, it was an awesome time. Really, really awesome. We had to use past our time because it was really, really worth it. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I'm going to try and um, get the, the book you talked about, The Normal Christian Life by um, Watchman Nee. Uh, and I'm just going to, oh, we have, let me just acknowledge one or two people. Hi, Mary and Rose. So, so nice to have you here. And then my wife connected the other time. This is my wife, by the way. Uh, and, oh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so nice to have you guys here. Thank you so much for joining. And then we have Queen Abigail Epsiba. Thank you so much for connecting. And then all our people on Mix LR. Thank you so much for joining us. This conference continues next week, Saturday, the same time. We're going to wrap it up. And you can catch up with all of our past sessions. This session has been recorded. You can watch it later and you can share with your friend. I'll make the audio available as well. It's going to be available on Spotify. It's going to be available on all podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and every, every of these guys. And once again, you guys can follow, by the way, yeah, follow Manifest Up. They have amazing content. I'm going to make sure you post. Actually, if you're a young adult leader. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Maybe she should talk about it. You should talk about it. So for those who just joined us, Manifest Up is a resource center for young adults and young adult leaders um, to help them build and activate, uh, uh, build and cultivate and engage in young adults ministries because um, building and cultivating something takes a team, right? Because a lot of times young adults leaders just leave it up to the leader, but no, the young adult leader needs to young adults and the young adults need the young adult leader. So that's kind of where it all comes in. From a young adult leader perspective, it will give you resources to help you actually relate with your young adults, especially which is common to a lot of young adult leaders. You just get thrown into it. Nobody, even your pastor yeah. does not know how you should be leading that ministry. Yeah. That's why yeah. they push you to it, right? So this is a resource center for you to help you, to encourage you, um, to, again, give you practical 
um, tips on how you need to build and grow that ministry into something you actually love and you can you know, grow other people and develop other people through it too. And then from a young adult perspective, one of the greatest um, issues that young adult leaders have is that young adults are not engaged. We have, they say they want prayer meeting, we have it, they don't come. They want concerts, we have it, they don't come. Because other things are engaging their hearts right again if you don't fill your heart with the love of god something else fills it so it's those that literally as their heart has been filled with love of god that you see which is a really small fraction so now when it comes to the young adult perspective you know one of the things i've noticed also you know leading young adults for the last several years is that young adults don't connect to the things of the gospel the things of church even though actually they, like their young adult life actually might be thriving their christian life might actually be thriving but they don't connect with or plug into groups because issues in their life they're dealing with yeah a lot of times they're dealing with it alone because that whole oh i don't want anybody in my business or and they just don't say anything but when you um as a young adult leader you recognize that your first interaction with them would not be come to pray i'm missing because you're like all of this one that's all you ever care about church only ever cares about you coming i've heard you i don't see that a lot church only ever cares about you paying your tithe you come to job but you don't know that i don't have a job you don't know that i haven't been able to like feed yeah. myself you don't know this and that so you want to cater to that need you might not have the money but you god will grace you with people that would have those things that other people need that and sometimes all you can just do is pray for them and that really goes a long way for a young adult it's like oh this person actually cares so that next time you see them in church you ask hey how was that your job search or hey i i saw a job i think i'm going to send it to you it reminds me of you i think you'll be good even though they don't get that job just the thought that somebody else yeah. is thinking about them Okay. And somebody else is like, you know, worried or not worried, but like somebody else is so invested. Concerned. Concerned yeah. about them that already they want to come around you again. Like you want to come around people that love you, right? That's right. So that's, right. that's really just how it works from a young adult to young adult leader dynamic. So definitely like join us and follow some manifest up. I'm by God's grace working on you know standardizing the the process or like the training a little bit more to just continually pour into young adult leaders and encourage them because leaders need encouragement too so guys continue yeah. to encourage Akimika. um honestly you don't you don't know like sometimes you know many times i want to quit but i'm just doing because i know i'm not going anywhere yeah, I get, I get. Rooted, right? So, yeah, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean that's that's a topic to talk about someday. I, I know there's some of some some of people connected right now. Some of them are into their personal ministry, and honestly, it's almost in quotes almost easy to quit. <laughs> almost easy if you don't surround yourself with the right set of people. You may just. If you know one thing I people don't really know, and I talked about it one time. This is not even what we're talking about, but I mean I just completely agree with you. This is true spirituality now. Thank God for what God is doing in this ministry. But there was a time when I just located to Winnipeg. I just told my friend Bidemi me back and I said, Bro, you know what? I just want break for now. Because I had to just start my life at fresh here. Mm -hmm. And you know, you in a new country where you don't know anybody, literally, you just have to just yeah, just try and figure out some things. And mm -hmm. it was not until I was done. God really helped me figure out some things out and then say, okay, you know what, guys, I'm back. And then yeah. my, my point exactly is we all go through that season, but blessed mm -hmm. are you if you are with the right set of people at that particular season of your life because some people get to that point and then they, they don't come back. They just, mm -hmm. yeah. And and I, I think this is one of the things I really like about Manifest Up. It, that community will really, really help. And 
yeah, thank you for doing what you do. And mm-hmm. once again, really want to appreciate the fact that you, you're doing with this with us. We hope to do many more things with you in the future. Mm-hmm. And personally, one of the things I've been trusting God for in time to come, not now, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still focused on some things for now. But one of the things I'm trusting God for is how to, in time to come, have a tour. I just feel people need to hear this gospel so we can mm-hmm. have a tour either within Canada or from countries to countries. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's what I have in mind in time to come. Yeah, but like I said, I strongly believe our connection right now, manifesto of true spirituality is divine. I strongly believe so. Mm-hmm. And so sure, I can't wait to see what God has in store for us in time to come. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much once again. Thank you so much, everybody who's connected. Thank you so much. It's been an awesome ride. So, we were going to leave right now and then once again catch up with all of our content online. We have over 700 content online on love, faith, hope, Holy Spirit, rapture, any topic you're looking for. Relationship, I preach a lot of relationship. So it's going to be an, an an awesome weekend for us. Make, make sure you tell somebody about the love of God and then thank you so much once again to you at the end. Thanks, okay, everybody. Bye-bye. If you have been blessed by this message, we invite you to partner with us to send the gospel of God's love to all nations. Send us an email on truespiritualitynetwork at gmail.com. You can also follow us on all social media platforms, True Spirituality Network on both Facebook and Instagram, T-Spirituality on Telegram, and Akimika on YouTube. So cash up with all our podcasts, search for Akimika on all major platforms, including Spotify, audio mark and anchor as you feed on god's love for you allow his love to cast out every fear and remember it's not about you it's all about jesus